Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everyone! <laughs> Build-up show: Liverpool, Man City, Wembley, FA Cup semi-final. Poof. Here we go again. I am Paul Machen, Ross Chandley, Chris Pajak, the Dream Team, back together again in the studio for this one. Um, Ross, hi. How are you feeling ahead of this game? Um, and. Are you more or less excited, nervous, whatever, as a result of the results that have gone on in the last seven days? I don't think it's registered in my head yet. I think that's that's where I'm at. I think I'm still getting over the, the Benfica game where Liverpool in, in another semi-final. Um, I don't think currently I'm as stressed as I was because of the, of the Premier League game, but come Saturday, I think I probably will be. It doesn't. It rightly or wrongly it doesn't feel as important or as big, but it should do because it's an FA Cup semi-final, and I shouldn't disregard it. But to me, the Premier League is absolutely massive. There's, there's, I can't wrap my head to Ross's point. We were sat in the office before, and I was like, it's two days or whatever till we're in yeah. a semi, a semi final. Chris, it's more for me just how thick and fast it's coming. You don't really. We're normally like, oh, we're having a great Champions League run, or maybe Champions League and, and league. <laughs> but like, we're playing every game of footy, and every game of footy matters. There's, there's no breathing space to kind of absorb what's going on, really. No, there really isn't, and like, it's just mad, isn't it? Because you know, we saw the stats, everyone fl- flying around last night. Liverpool have never got to the, the stages of these competitions all in the same season before. And it, it kind of just shows you how good we are and how far we've come on the Jürgen Klopp because this was a pipe dream just like four or five years ago, wasn't it, that we'd ever be able to actually sustain this? Even maybe, even to be honest with you, when Liverpool won the league and when Liverpool, you know, this season before won the Champions League, I never thought we'd have the squad to be able to compete over four. I just kind of thought the way that FSG were investing into the side that we'd be able to pick and choose two competitions and it would be the Premier League and the Champions League. And I never think we'd ever get to a point where we were actually discussing a quadruple and it would be us that we're discussing it about. We've had those hypothetical conversations every December for... A decade now, and more so, you know, recently when Liverpool have been good enough to be worth talking about competitions, where we go, would you sacrifice the FA Cup? And you, oh yeah, we shouldn't really be bothering for the FA Cup. We shouldn't be bothering for the League Cup because we don't want it to distract ourselves from the big prizes. It's weird that we're like, oh no, we can apparently we can do both. Well, so far anyway, and so yeah, that's the thing about it. It's like, oh shit, yeah, an FA Cup semi final. And Ross's point, right? It's not, you know, if Liverpool. I'm trying to phrase this correctly, but like I really want to win the FA Cup because we've not won it in donkey's years. And Klopp hasn't won it. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's and it's a, and it, Liverpool have got a great history with it and all that kind of stuff. But 
is the other ones that are that are big down 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 the way. It's the, it is the Champions League, it is the Premier League. But you're right, like Man City don't seem to balk at these things. Man City for the last five years have just hoovered up everything. Because they used to have a squad that can compete in four competitions or three competitions. We've not had that, so we've we've got to adjust, you know, reevaluate what we look at our squad like and in terms of being a fan and stuff. But you think about the FA Cup. Look at the side that he put out last night. And that tells you the level of importance that he's putting on the FA Cup because yep. you don't make seven changes for a Champions League quarter-final tie. A, if you don't trust the players that you're putting in there and B, if you don't think the game against City is massively important at yep. the weekend. Jürgen thinks both of those things. I think some of that is, is is that but also just managing in the squad at the same time and it, might, it just happens to be an FA Cup semi-final to that point and go, well, I can't play these lads true. three times a week. But, but if we had Man City in the in the in the Champions League, would we have made seven eight? Would we have played that team against Man City no, in the second leg? We wouldn't. I don't think. I don't think we. And I a testament to the result that we got in the first leg that allowed yes. us to do that, yeah. and that's what we were saying as fans, weren't we? We wanted to blow Benfica away so we could make those changes. Me and you were having a discussion yesterday morning about your starting eleven. I think it was, or maybe it was the day before, and I was like, "Fucking hell! Like that's a lot of change. I don't think he'll make anywhere near that many. He made more. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I bring and, it back in because I thought yeah. that's ridiculous. He won't make that many. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he, he did because he trusts those players more than we. Yeah trust those players and he knows how important sports science is if you want to go and get victories in each of these competitions Liverpool are running at the ragged edge of things in a different way to we ever have before normally it's like you know we were joking about it in the office about how like 17, 18 it's just like wow Champions League wow bang 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 you know like they're super exciting and scoring loads of goals and blah 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 but really everything else is off the table getting into top getting into top four 18, 19 we're going for both, but you never really feel like we're go- we're going for the Champions League. It's just it's there, and you you, you keep taking along the league is what we're going for, and that feels a bit more control. When we won the league, it was a pure, it was an exercise in control. Liverpool just we have a couple of those like late wins and all that kind of stuff, and really using that the look and the, the title winning form and stuff. But it feels like Liverpool were on it. This is back to that again, but it's only because there's so much football and you're right we're running the sports scientists must all get in on Monday morning and they're just like rubbing the, the reds and they're going like geez you're right who's going into who's resting here who's got to who's got to go in the pool you know the, like the recovery baths or whatever I bet they've got like a, like a the booked out for weeks <laughs> the booked out for weeks and weeks it's like who needs the most Mo and Verge and Fabinho and Alisson are like hang on why has he got a block booking yeah 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 absolutely it's not allowed two 40 minute sessions only Max yeah. uh, but, but to your point, Ross. You are right. You know he is using the he is using the squad and he's using it brilliantly. But what I thought was really interesting, we ought to show the importance of it. We all paid attention to Man City's game yeah. last night, and not because I know yes because we want to see them who's in the the semi final, the other side of the, the the draw of the Champions League, of course. But there's also that part of you that wants to see them go through the ringer yeah. and you want to see what they're, what they're doing and what they're coming out the other side with and again this is not about oh I hope X and Y and Z gets injured it's not that, that at all but when that game goes into like the 11th minute of stoppage time I'm thinking that's half almost a half of extra time effectively they've uh, they've played on top of what they've played do you know what I was thinking I hope I haven't missed Klopp's post-match presser <laughs> <laughs> but I was very much like that. you know I think a lot of people looking at that every egg of energy that Man City put out every time they were in a physical Challenge, Phil Foden having his head bandaged, De Bruyne going off, Cal Walker going off, and you're thinking, we've made seven changes here, and these are being put through the ringer because and because whether we whether we place the FA Cup higher or not, it's Man City 
I wanted to beat them last week. I want it because we didn't and we didn't put that to bed. I'd love to have what an opportunity. We get to play City and we get to knock them out of a competition and then go on and play a final where we don't have to play Man City again. This is uh, this is mega. Yeah. I think I think Chris made the point on the build up for Benfica that it wasn't mentioned for us that we had to travel away to Europe then play Manchester City. They've had that the other way around this time. They've had seven shades of shit kicked out of them as well. Phil Foden was getting volleyed all over the place. Pep's come out and said, you know, he's. I think he said like they're in trouble or something because. Well, they, I've got they, the they, quote. They picked up a few knocks. Go on. He said, "We are in big trouble, so we can't forget we played three days ago, travelled, came here, have a lot of injuries now, and I don't know what will happen in the next weeks. But today we celebrate because it's the third time in Manchester City's history we're in the Champions League semi-finals. Oh. We cannot play all the time and score four or five goals. We are human beings. We came from a difficult game against Liverpool." We've done like four and five years. Crimey, by the way, is it three and five or four and five years semi-finals? Yeah, yeah, but it, it, yeah. I mean, it's, we got to two four, finals and we're in a semi-final, so it's already three. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so in in five years, Pep, that's in your entire history, mate. Yeah. Well done, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine your manager moaning about congested fixture list. We'll, we'll be having that. Not mm. my manager. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, Not my manager. But, but yeah. yeah. But, and the interesting thing is, we we looked at last night. We the Liverpool team who's caught us all by surprise because he just threw it out dead early when we were in the middle of a conversation. But we ended up waiting for the Benfica to come out. But we had a quick look at the Man City, and that was just as important. Who they started, and their tie was very much in the balance. And we spoke about last night about not being complacent of. Uh, the Villarreal result and Madrid and Chelsea game was really good. Man City would have gone into that thinking they can just absolutely piss that game against Atletico, and, and they didn't. So I'm happy they've been running to the ground, been kicked about a little bit, and you know they're going to be exhausted. Yeah. Well, they started Edison in goal, obviously Cancelo, Laporte, Stones, Walker all started again from the weekend. Uh, Gundogan, Rodri, and De Bruyne. So two of the three from the weekend Bernardo Silva Foden and Mares. so again obviously jiggling around a bit obviously given that uh, Bernardo Silva was that four changes was it so yeah so the players that came in for that one was Gundogan um, Mares. and Mares. Um was that it yeah I believe that I believe that's the case so the because Rodri De Bruyne yeah, yeah, Foden yeah, and right, Bernardo yeah. Silva all, start, all started Great. so they made yeah, less, less changes and then obviously off the bench we don't know what the situation is with De Bruyne but the, I'm sure uh, you imagine that was precautionary I won't listen to Pep Guardiola try to oversell injuries in this regard. There's, there's a little bit more concern, I think, over Kyle Walker, but Nathan Ake came on, Sterling came on, and Fernandinho came on. So, again, they only actually used three subs as well of the of the five potentials. That was, what was so good about Liverpool's game against Benfica, if, I, mean, I said to Errol last night, it was almost just as important who didn't start that game that they did do, because... For me, it's the perfect balance of people that needed minutes and will need minutes coming into the final stage of the season. There's players that didn't feature at all, which we'll come on to later, I'm sure. But also there's players who just got an hour and then other players that got half an hour. It's just a perfect balance of everything you could have asked for in that game and, and the result you threw. Yeah. I think that I think last night was the last game we see sweeping changes yeah. between now and the end of the season. I think you can get away with maybe one or two. Like You might bring Costas in and you might change out Thiago for a cater somewhere. Uh, or you might bring Joe Gomez in and you might change out Kurt Jones for a Hendo or something like that. Maybe a forward. You could max out at three changes now, I think, yeah. between now and the end of the well, season. If we're still going. That, yeah, and that's yeah, why it's so important. Because yeah, yeah. they all got minutes that last yeah. night. Yeah. If we're still going at this rate, the only way you're right that that's, we see something else is if some reason we absolutely wipe the floor with Villarreal, but even then you're not going to make seven for an away leg in the Champions League I don't think because we play them away I didn't think we'd do it for home yeah. either to be honest yeah, you, you yeah. just never know with Klopp do you yeah and yeah you, I, 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 there's the point Everton might be the only other one where he makes 
quite a few changes because he he just he loves making loads of changes to play to play against them. One was an FA Cup tie, though, wasn't it? One was also the league game before that in like December oh, yes, when he made so, yeah. massive changes yeah. for, that, for that game too. So, yeah, that's a possibility. And you're right, if, look, if Liverpool lose a game or two in the Premier League, then the focus will 100% yeah. shift yeah. to the FA Cup, yeah. to an FA Cup final if we're, in, if we're that far and a Champions League, whatever that It's mad like. though, isn't it? Like I was thinking about this now, that we've guaranteed ourselves the maximum number of games minus two mm-hmm. for the entire season. Like we're only not going to get to the final of the FA Cup and the final of the Champions League. Yeah. Like that. So what? How many games does that actually equate to for us now? You know, as a bare minimum, yeah. it's got to be up there with sixty games of footy in a well, season. Absolutely, or something. an answer to that question. If someone's watching us live and wants to tell us exactly how many games that Liverpool have guaranteed they'll play in this season already, can you let us know in the live? Carol mentioned this last night, but for everything you just said, put Afcon on there as well. But international duties where when we think that we're off and we're having a break, well, it's not having a break at all because mm-hmm. they're playing fucking international friendlies and all yeah. that as well. Absolutely. Uh, on the City Atletico stuff, what I did see from them, and I don't know if this necessarily applies to the FA Cup, but it can certainly help. I think it might apply to their Champions League campaign, if I'm honest, is I think that could be their a big moment in their history, you know, going to Atletico and coming up against all the dark arts and all the shit houses and all the fighting and all the hair pulling and all that. It's a galvanising moment potentially for Man City. I'm hopeful that this is one of those things, a bit like, you know, like how you when you exercise and your muscles hurt and you're a bit you're a bit useless for a couple of days, but you know that's because your muscles will be stronger the, ne- the next time. I'm hopeful. I hope we catch them in the period where they're still recovering from this because I have a little thing where they obviously don't have the love for the Champions League, do they? Because they don't have a love for Europe. The players do. But but that fight and that thing, that mentality and Pep doing the whole we've got injuries and we're picking from a, a tiny squad and poor old Man City, it's bollocks. But it's it could have that hardening effect on, on whatever they're trying to do between now and the end of the season. Yeah, of course it could. I mean, you know, as far as big results in their history, probably. You know, but they don't let's not forget they, they, they got to the Champions League final last season. You know, they put some good teams out on the way to that. It was a Paris Saint-Germain was probably the biggest scalp last season, wasn't it? At a point where everyone kind of thought that actually might be Paris' season. So, you know, they, they've been there and they've they've done it as far as getting through these competitions and getting to the business end of them. But, you know, for me, it's about it's about knocking out the bully type of thing and, and, and being able to withstand the one team who I thought had the best opportunity of knocking Man City out. That's the scalp. It's not that they're the best team at Atletico Madrid, it's the hardest to knock out. Yeah, 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 yeah it's interesting. Yeah, that's that, that, the other thing about this again is that what can they get out on the pitch? How fit are the lads going to be? How can they last it? I would bank on, look, if this is a, if this is a game that goes to extra time, then it's got to favour Liverpool just in terms of the overall fitness of these two teams because of what we mentioned there, how Liverpool were able to use the squad this week compared to Man City. They've just not got that many changes to make. You know, we talked about the substitutes thing and, and you know, as much as we've been laughing about, oh yeah, the, the Man City and the squad and all that kind of stuff, it has weirdly crept up on us that they haven't got like it was the same when they played last weekend you looked at the bench and yeah. they'd be doing this for most of the season of just playing a couple of youth players and sometimes two goalkeepers for a few games because they don't have anyone else but 
don't go and spend hundred million pound on one player. Well, that, well, exactly. You know, and, that, and that's the thing about it. And this is not it's not like a paucity of options available to them. Ruben Diaz was finally back on the bench, so you imagine he will be he'll come in fresh for this game. Uh, but against us at the weekend, they've got Ake there who, who comes in. They've been using him a bit at left back as well. So, you know, they, they've got Zinchenko. Zinchenko will probably come in and play full back if, if needs be. Sterling's there. Grealish is there. Fernandinho is there. But past that, I say past that. It's that's. Fairly, you've taken that up to about 18 19 players there with the first 11. Well done, yeah. So that it's not a paucity of options yeah. at all, is it? It's just that you know they're not as good as their first seamers, yeah. They've got by that count of 17 there who you would say, you know, and that's not count. I don't know whether Zach Stefan will start in goal for them because he's played a lot of the, the, the cup games. So 18, 18 lads might be less if they've got injuries, but I think to, to the, the point we're making there in terms of that, like the front line. You're looking at Sterling and Grealish. Are, they, are your options to refresh what they've got, what they've been putting out in, in the last in the last couple of games? Grealish will be the one. You can't see how he doesn't start at the weekend because he didn't start last week. Comes on late, doesn't play at all in midweek, so he'll be. You'd imagine he'll be tasked with coming in and starting the game against us. So there's one brand, like brand new, fit as a fiddle footballer they can drop in. It's not seven, though, is it? No, 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 and also like it is what it is. I can't help it if he has a good game. I don't fear Grealish in quite the same way as I fear like a Sterling because mm-hmm. of the pace that Sterling's got. Yeah. Like I fear Grealish in in terms of his trickery and you know what he can do in that type of thing. But also for me, it's the pace that burns us. Yeah. You know when we're playing that high line, I don't see Grealish as quite the same weapon against us if they play the same way. Mm-hmm. Um. It's going to be difficult, whatever happens, but I think this time Liverpool start on the front foot a lot better. There's going to be more Liverpool fans in there than Manchester City fans at, at Wembley. There's going to be an emphasis on not starting the game in the same way we did at the Etihad. You know, we should be better rested than Manchester City. We've definitely not been through the mill this week in quite the same way. In fact, I don't think we got out of second gear yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, even with the changes, I don't think they pushed themselves particularly hard. Uh, the, new, the lads coming in, yeah, we were definitely nowhere near. We were definitely, we definitely didn't turn up a ruthless game. We're bringing all the boss lads on. We're going to go and kill them. It, it, it definitely did not have that vibe when we made those subs. No, it, it didn't. It was get, go out there and loosen up type of thing. Don't lose us the game was probably the message that, we, that was the going there. And, yeah, you know, <laughs> but it's. Two, it's done. Like it's completely and utterly over, and there's just no fear for me whatsoever that that, that game's not getting put to bed. Um, because I understand how good they are and, and what they and what they can achieve and what they can do consistently. So for me, I, I'm looking at this going Liverpool are the favourites going into this game. Liverpool are my favourites going into this game. They always will be. But I really do believe that we're in a much better position to beat Man City this weekend than we were last weekend when we just played away. Absolutely. At the moment on PremierInjuries.com, they've got De Bruyne and, and Kyle Walker as being rated as 50-50. It's too early for us to have any clear information on that. And, you know, but again, the, the, the talk is that it's a bit more serious for Kyle Walker. That would be a, a big bonus for Liverpool if he couldn't make this game. Ross, I think we saw... Obviously, we finally get the best of him with, with Mane's goal, but it's that pace. That's, a, that's the thing that you can't replicate with anyone else. Like, for us, you can't replicate Trent's assists, yeah. but in fullback positions, you can't replicate the fact that he's 
he's as fast, if not faster than all of our attacking options, and that gives them a massive defensive weapon yeah. against what we do. And he's got the strength as well, hasn't he? You know, it's all right being pacey, but I think we saw with Canate up against Darwin last night. You know, he just doesn't like he can move that fast, but he can. But he needs to be able to bully people off the ball as well. He's got the experience, in, you know, in the Premier League, um, and obviously an FA Cup game. But he's just he's just got that wealth of experience. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to wind people up as well. Um, actually, I don't like him, but I have to appreciate how much, how much of a good footballer he is. Mm-hmm. And just in terms of Liverpool's Diogo Jota got a knock in the first half and Mo Salah apparently had a knock as well both rated at 75% chances of this but we'll talk a little bit about the Liverpool 11 um, after the break in Klopp's press conference is, is coming up uh, about two-ish that'll be out on the YouTube channel after the fact and in podcasting services if you want to check it out on Redmen um, we are going to have this break we've got a trivia question before we do when was the last time we played City in the FA Cup what was the score and who scored answers after this? Hey, I am so sorry to interrupt you. I'm really not, though, but I have a public service announcement, and it's so incredible. I just had to stand here and talk to you and tell you all about it, because you like Redmen TV. You love Liverpool Football Club. We've got a streaming service called Redmen Plus, where we put loads of all of the best content on. Yes, get over to theredmentv.com. Get yourself signed up for Redmen Plus. We've got incredible documentaries and audio features over there and everything is available. There's a podcast in your ears. Get over there and do it now. Carry on enjoying the show, yeah? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, yes, get involved with Ultimate Fan. Um, join our league and play along. And if you can beat us, then that means you are an above average human being. Um, yeah, link is in the description underneath. It's good fun. Get involved. Right. I'm glad you didn't watch that video. What did you do to me, team? Nothing. Did you argue for your team? It was your team. Okay, cool. You can't be any worse than what Steve did to it the other week. Okay, no, you picked up Trent Alexander Arnold okay. and I didn't transfer him properly, so you didn't get trans- Trent. I messed it up. Which means you didn't transfer him in, right? I went to transfer him and it just didn't work, so I just gave up and left it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so did you have him, did you have him like this guy, did him or anything? Yeah. How'd you do that? <laughs> 
<laughs> Literally the one player I've been waiting on. Yeah. Boo. Boo, right, right you give team. me your team now. Fine, my team's crap. <laughs> 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 right, uh, trivia question was, when was the last time we played City in the FA Cup? What was the score? And who scored? We've been trying to narrow it down. Uh, it was in the noughties and Liverpool and Manchester City scored. Okay. In the past. <laughs> Sometime in the past. <laughs> it wasn't 92. 16 years ago. Which would make it 2004. <gasps> no. 2008? No, it was Christmas closer. The answer was uh, yes. Sunday the 5th of January, 2003. Liverpool. Played, Liverpool. <laughs> at uh, Wanfield. Main Road. Of course. Main yeah. Road. Main Road. Um, is this offensive? No. Okay, so. Um, against Manchester City, and they won 1 0. King Cladsey. The goal. <laughs> Gary Mack the goal was scored yeah. by Danny Murphy from the penalty spot um, hit me up I'd say we go with the 11 in goal January mm -hmm. FA Cup Scott Carson ooh no <laughs> the other one um, Kirkland Chris Kirkland okay. back four Carragher Carragher Hippier yeah Barpool nope he's gone hasn't he Mm-hmm. in. Nope. Ziga? Nope. <laughs> Carragher is right back. Okay. Oh. Ancho. Ancho, yeah. Ancho. Risa? Left back, nope. Aurelio? Nope. <laughs> too early. <laughs> well, too early, I can't remember. <laughs> it was a long time ago. European Cup winner. Jimmy Trory. Jimmy Trory. Midfield, let's say four for the sake of argument. Gerard. Gerard. I've already told you. Gary Mack? I've already told you. <laughs> Two more. Defensive midfielder. Fucking hell, mate. Plushy. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Um, one of whom left did he at the end of... Well, he did leave at the end of the Champions League season, but yeah, one of them, one of them left after we won the European Cup. Having Alonso. contributed towards winning said trophy. Alonso? Oh, because he played up until 2008, 2009. How did he, yeah? Uh, and this is 2003, and he signed in 2004. Oh. <laughs> Smeeter. Yeah, Salif Diaw is the other one. Salif Diaw. Uh, and up front... What year was this again? 2003. <laughs> Danny Murphy. Um, Barros is on the bench. Oh, my uh, God. When did we sign Duf? Owen. Duf is is one of them, yes, correct. Owen's still there. Owen is not in the in the match day squad for this one. Cissé wasn't there then. Cissé was not there then yet. But who was the who who was Cissé's replacement? Who did Cissé replace? Carlisle Riedler. He replaced Emilesky. <laughs> on the bench. The other centre forward is Neil Mellor. Jesus Christ! Right, we'll move on. Um, right, okay. How likely do you think it is? That was nineteen years ago. Uh, how likely do you think it is to be the same team? Not no. It's weekend? impossible. Out for the weekend. <laughs> um, I'm gone. I'm stuck on three positions mm. um, that I think are up for grabs. Facing. I've been stuck in one position all week. <laughs> it's really doing my head. facing down. Um, <laughs> the butler from Tomb Raider out here all week. Yeah. Um, I think the centre-back 
partner for Van Dyke is up for grabs. No. I want to go Joe Matip, but I'm not sure having played two games, does he play another one? Or does he just play this one and he just doesn't play Manchester United? Or maybe he just plays them all? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Those <laughs> are really the options. Well, maybe he gets injured or sent off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <maybe>. <laughs> but it's cause concerning me. I wasn't sure what I'd, what I'd do. Uh, but I think he plays, and I think Canati plays Manchester United. Um, the midfield, I think, would be Fabinho, Thiago on one other. I just don't know who that is. Again, based on games that are coming up and who played at the weekend. And the other, I, I thought we'd go old school front three for Man City at the weekend, and we didn't. I think he might do that this time round. I think the centre-back thing, I, it would be mad to bet against it being Matip, but if you were going to not play Matip, this is the circumstances that would lead up to you not playing Matip, isn't it? I was surprised he played last night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think Matip starts, but absolutely in the way that the you know Canate and Matip both started last night, it would suggest that one of them is likely to get a rest, and it would be Matip based on him playing the last two games. But I think Matip plays. Um, obviously, Trent and Robbo come back into the sides, and Canate on that point with the Man United thing, he did so well against United yeah. at Old Trafford. You know, he can he can handle it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, for me. Fabinho's a shoo-in Thiago's a shoo-in Cater, am I right in saying played 90 last night he so he's out and Hendo's and Hendo you know Hendo was substituted last night yeah. therefore the other third midfielder would be Jordan Henderson did Bobby play close to 90 or full pretty 90 much, yeah, yeah. Like yeah it was it was very close that surprised me I thought he'd be a really early substitute um, because I think it's now nailed on to be Mane Salah and Jota again mm -hmm. because of Bobby playing those extra minutes last night although I would play Bobby Firmino because I thought last night he was sensational yeah. and I think he showed just what he can bring to a side I, I just think I think it's a mistake not starting Bobby Firmino actually against Manchester and, and, and is that therefore a mistake not taking him off earlier I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't think I've ever really said mistake in the in these sort of terms. I, I reject, like it's it's. A, I think it is a mistake. I think Bobby should be starting against Manchester City. Um, I think he's just so good with the ball at his feet. You know, we linked up play. We saw much better passing between the front three because of Bobby Firmino there. You know, those little flicks and and all that type of stuff. Obviously, he bags a brace as well. Mm -hmm. You know, so he, he he can be the tip of the spear, but. I, I feel like Klopp's already told us his side is now Jota, Salah and Mane. Yeah, I think it depends on Jota. I know he said he took a knock and he, he thinks he'll be all right, but are we in a position now with so much football to play and the importance of games, you can afford to risk him? You know, if there's any doubt to any player, mate, you just, you just, you're just not playing. And to, to the point about Bobby scoring goals, if he's confident, is it a really good chance to start him and then play him? Yeah. Oh, sorry, just, just on that, I don't think it's a mistake playing him for close to 90, unless that rules him out. Of playing at the weekend. If he plays the weekend, then it's because he's got those minutes in his legs. Then it's clearly not a mistake. Yeah, yeah. it is a short turnaround, reasonably, isn't it? You know, I mean, and and I know it's half three. So like, if it was a three o'clock, that's half. It's ridiculous. Um, it's possible that this might be the game that got Bobby up to speed. So he's now because he's gone from a where he needs to play twice a week, every week. But we also know he's really struggled with injuries for the first time, and without a preseason, can he be trusted to go? Game, 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 game. This is the difficulty, and this is where, like, I think a lot of people probably don't understand, like, the priming of players. So, for example, yes, Bobby can play two games a week, but he's primed to play two games a week. When you sat on the bench 
for most of the time, you're not primed. So you can you've still got the capacity physically to play two games a week, but you're not there training wise. You're not training so that you can play two games a week. Bobby right now is training and probably has been training to play one game a week or less mm-hmm. because that's the minutes that he's in there. And then when let's say an injury happens, your training completely changes. So if an injury happens to Jota and you're playing less than a game a week, you then change your training so that you can then play two games a week. So what happens this week will have been affected over the last two or three weeks in training. Yeah. So if Cop knows he needs him for two games this week, it the decision was made two weeks ago. The issue with Bobby for me probably is, longer, and is, is that because he's been so in and out because he's had injuries. It's that thing you see this happen a lot, don't you? When uh, particularly because he'd, he'd had another busy summer and, and blah blah blah. When you don't have that base in place, you very, it's very difficult to get through a full seat, get through the rest of the season as a result. So uh, he might be you're right. He's fit. And he might be more than capable, but he might be at that point where a second game in a week might open him up to another injury. And then you're, at this point of the season, you're losing Bobby for the rest of the season. Whereas he might be thinking, I, I, I want him for Man United or I want him, I might only want him for 20 minutes here if I want to adapt things. I wonder whether there's a case here. And why, it's kind of why I asked the question, Ross. Because Liverpool weren't great last weekend, and there were times when they were, but I think everyone could look at that first half and say Liverpool really weren't at their best they didn't really they allowed the game to go more Man City's way Klopp is a big proponent of you made your mistake you know where you went wrong here's what you do better go and do it again yeah yes yeah, midfield I said this last night again you need to have the perfect balance midfield to get to get things right and when we don't have control of midfield we just seem to go a bit AWOL for me at, at times and I think at the same time I think we all said this you have to credit Manchester City we're coming to games now where we're playing the best team or the best team in, in the world for me or certainly in Europe we're going to struggle in, in games just don't think we're used to it and we, we obviously don't like it credit to the team to crawl it back but I think for some people it felt like an opportunity missed because we got it back twice and then scored a goal early on in the second half and we did control the game for 15-20 minutes but then we lost it again I think you're going to have you know it's good the game's going to ebb and flow in that sense, so Fabinho was 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 off it. I think Henson was off it for the first twenty minutes. Certainly, that's where you're saying learn learn your mistakes. And even if that's you know Bobby comes in to come help out the midfield, maybe that's what some people thought that, that we lacked in that yeah. sense. And sorry, just just an out, an outside shout. Did I, I love the fact that Diaz started on the right yesterday yeah, and yes. thought he did really well there. Yeah. Like Salah wasn't involved in the game enough. Mm-hmm. Is there an option to move Salah? Or do you go, actually, we've got this wrong. Jota's not going to be in the starting eleven, And Mane might play the nine. And and Diaz play on the left-hand side. Because it was that link-up play. And for me, if, in terms of link-up play for Liverpool centre-forwards, Bobby's number one, Mane's number two, and Jota's number three. In terms of getting goals from the centre-forward position, flip that on its head. Yeah. Jota's number one, Mane's number two, Bobby's number three. But I think it's massively important that we have the control of the game rather than the goal scorer in there because that's what I think we were missing last time out. What In terms of his preparation for this, and we, we hinted at it, but just looking at the, the subs and the timing of the subs and what have you last night, again, it's perfection. Any potential injuries notwithstanding, Fabinho comes in for Henderson on 58, Thiago comes in for Milner on 58, Salah comes in for Jota on 58, there are thereabouts. Mane comes in for Diaz on 67, and obviously Bobby gets the last few minutes off. So Diaz one's interesting, tier. isn't it, rather than Bobby? That's what well, I'm trying to get towards. And, and this is what I was saying, what I was saying this is that, so you're looking at what, 
eight players there, probably seven when you consider Milner's probably not going to be in contention to start this game. But through your substitute, through your substitutes there, you've you've given us all those options. You know, so it could you could easily start. I mean, you could probably start Fabinho and Henderson, as you say, as you'd imagine. But you could see, you know, Thiago be fit for there. It, Salah, Jota, Mane, and Diaz have all been nicely rotated in that, so that it wouldn't shock at all. We're ready to go again, I think. But if he wants to spring a surprise, he could easily bring Diaz into the conversation, and it's not you've not burned him out. In advance of this, I just think the way it's been, it's been. Yeah, and also like I know I didn't do the final word with you this morning, like and, and maybe you discuss this, like, but like, can someone speak to the commentators and and talk to them about like you know substitutions that are pre-planned as opposed to like them reacting? To he's stuff. injured. Yeah, yeah like yeah. oh, he's, he's having to throw you know the the, the big guns on now. Are you mad? These are like the most obviously. Pre-planned I mean, Martin Keown spent ninety-four minutes calling him Firmino. So true, I mean, also. at that point, I literally stopped listening to what he had to say. And, it, and it, I, I saw him say some general nice things about Liverpool. And here, a defender who clearly played in an Arsenal back four, waxing lyrical about Liverpool's defensive attributes was quite nice. But yeah, the general levels of knowledge was borderline pathetic. <laughs> right. Um, if only there was an alternative picking... commentary that you could have picked up at the same if time. If only there was, yeah. Over on there, the Red Men YouTube channel, of course. Um, which will return for the weekend for the semi-final. It's you and Errol again, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> Checks calendar. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh, Definitely yeah. knew that. <laughs> should we get married between now and then? So good luck to him, of course. Um, yes, we're going to be picking our 11s uh, and taking any more of you guys' comments or whatever. Let me know in the comments if you're live with us right now what your 11 would be or moreover is there anyone that you feel needs to come in just tag me just put mate at the start of the comments so I know you're talking to me and I'll, I'll read through uh, some of those suggestions after this but yes uh, we've got a fantastic new uh, video and uh, series over on Redmen Plus it's Redmen Sessions we've got the Ragamuffins on there playing their Liverpool hits brand new album out for them which you can stream right now on Spotify and all good stuff uh, and we've also got a live show with them coming up at the end of the season uh, get your eyes and ears around this Yes, uh, get involved the tickets for our live show with the Ragamuffins. It's us, it's the Ragamuffins, it's Hotel Anfield. It's the day, evening, rather, before the final game of the season. It is going to be the biggest 
party Anfield Road has ever seen uh, and you can get involved right now tickets are available they are selling faster and I know there's do, there's often two types of people in this regard there's the early adopters who are like right I need organisation I need a plan I need to know what I'm going to be doing two months in advance those people are, are on it and they are going to make ticket numbers very very limited so don't be the person who turns up because they will be in, you know who you are you're going to be the people messaging us the night before going, oh, is there any chance? Is there any chance? And the answer will be by that point, no, there will be no chance. So get your tickets boxed while you can. Uh, they're on Skiddle right now, so you can have a little look for them. Or you can click the link in the description underneath, or you can check it out on our, uh, I think it'll be pinned on our socials as well. So, yeah, it's there. Uh, all of that good stuff. Right. Um, Chris, I think you've largely come to the conclusion, but... What would you do for this game? If, is, and is it different, do you think, to what you think Jürgen will do? Yeah, slightly, but only very, very slightly. Um, so I'm going Alison Becker, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Joe Matip, Virgil van Dijk, Andy Robertson, Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago, Salah, Mane, Firmino, and I think the likelihood is he goes Jota. Okay. Instead Rob. of Firmino. Uh, Firmino. 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 I am the same besides the front three. And I think he's going to... I think I'd throw a little curveball in and I'd put Diaz on the right, Salah in the middle, and Manny on the left. Is what I'd do. You see, it's fascinating because we've just not seen Salah used like that this season, and yet our successful seasons, league and Champions League winning seasons, we saw that as very much like, okay, this is what we're going to do for certain, certain types of games. I don't know whether that's... We just The issue we've got, we've got too many lads, so I think all do a really good job in the nine. And then, to, you know, it was like Chris's point before, when you start to rank them in terms of who's going to do what and, and whatever, could be an option, but it, just, it makes me wonder, why Why have we not seen Salah there? And is it just because we've got too many other guys who can do it? Maybe, and there's no reason they can't change halfway through the game. I think we saw that against Benfica as well. Diaz started on the right, and then he ended up going to the left later on in the game. So, you know, you've got options. I just think trying something different would help A, Salah, but also help Liverpool in general, because Diaz is still that unknown quantity and, and what we have in our side I think up against Cancelo if he was on, on the right I think it'd be a nice little challenge for him as well I, I like that if he's on the right against Cancelo because Cancelo's there to stop the in-cut yeah. because he's a right-footed player playing on the left isn't he so you go Diaz and all of a sudden you've got a completely different problem to try and deal with do you reckon we've done that just to make Pep think twice about it because he's the kind of guy who will be who will be looking at Liverpool's game and going yeah, I do. Because yeah, you can see a little of like his neck. I think that up, I, I think that's right. like more we're hopeful of. I, whereas I think the reason we played Diaz on the right is so we could rest Salah. Yeah. Point one. Miles down the list, Pep might think we're going to play Diaz on There's the right. There's no way that isn't the conversation at City's training ground today though with the going. Well, if Diaz plays on the right and he's the right footer, that means can't I reckon he did it last night. There's that clip from the um, the Amazon thing, wasn't it, when they were playing Everton? He was worried about Manny Sal and Firmino going up top. He fucking shitted himself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I, I like that. And the Diaz Diaz is the real X factor in this for me because obviously I, I understood how he was used at the weekend, how he was meant to be used, and that was meant to be go for it. Now the the difference is because we discussed this about that City game about whether we would whether we would throw everything at it or not. You don't have to because it's the league, because you can lose the league, but you can't win it in one game of footy. Whereas this is a, an all or not a knockout tie, and it might be a, we might find ourselves almost carbon copy going with the same not just game plan lineup, but also substitutions as we saw where you're bringing in Diaz, and he's you let his explosiveness uh, up the ante. The only other thing to consider on this is Jota. I thought that was one of Jota's best games in a while against Benfica, and it was from the left. And he just, he just, 
I, I just like him when he's more involved, you know, and he, and he's get, he gets to nip around and link up and all that kind of stuff. I don't know whether there's just something else there where we're talking about it being, you know, leading the line or Jota leading the line, but you could have, could there be another variation that sees Jota start left for this you one? You make a case for all, all five of them. Yeah. 100%, but I think he'll go with the old school front three. I think he's just doing his press now, and I think that Firmino, helping out the midfield defensively, is the key to everything for Liverpool and taking control of the game. Yeah, me. I think Liverpool's midfield has to play differently, is probably the most important thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I obviously do my stats show um, on Tuesdays after the weekend's game, you know, and I've been doing off and on the stats show now for give or take five years, probably close to, maybe four. Uh, in in its different guises, and I've always looked at average positions, and that average position map was completely different to everything else Liverpool has done this season. Like Fabinho has been higher up, generally speaking, than Thiago in the average positions for weeks now, and Thiago was looked like an eight in the average positions again all of yeah. a sudden, and Fabinho almost made it a back five at times. He was. Five yards ahead in the average positions of Van Dijk and, and Matip, but he was central. Matip was as right as Mo Salah normally is on the average positions, and Fabinho was central. So we tried to defend him. Instead of like your DM going out of position and moving to right back, he slotted in a lot more like you would see a DM abroad go and, the, and your full-back and your centre-back split out. So Liverpool changed the way they played in the middle of the park, and that's why I don't feel like we had the ball enough in that in, in the last game. You know, for me, Fabinho and Thiago have got to wrestle control of this game yeah. away from Manchester City's midfield. And I don't know, it's easy to say that, of course it is, but like we've got to build up from the back better. We've got to keep the ball for longer. You know, we averaged on our passes per defensive actions. Liverpool normally let the opposition have six or seven passes on average before we try and get a ball, get something, a tackle, an inception, blah, blah. It's like 21 passes. That's unheard of in Liverpool. Again, you know, from what, what I see week in, week out in these stats packs. Like, you can't you can't analyse a game from a stats pack but when you put your eyeball test with the stats and you're able to look at that over a period of time, you realise that Liverpool were beaten in most categories of that game and beaten badly. And, and and that's not to say beaten by City in those categories, beaten against what their yardstick is. City were nowhere near their yardstick yeah. in those categories either, by the way, because both teams were hurting the other and not allowing them to do what they want. I think Liverpool go back to doing what they want. I think it's a big game for Jordan Henderson. And, I, I, you know, when you look at the two the comparisons between those two teams and look, you know, they've got different type types of players in different areas. Liverpool have clearly got more clinical finishes. They use they've got more creativity overall from both fullbacks. But Henderson for me, in that when you look at he he just looked a little out of it for a lot of that game. When and when you, you can't you can't help but compare what they've got then got in midfield and you're looking at they're bringing Bernardo Silva back as a second deep line midfielder who, who let's be honest could play in the front three in any team in well in well footy and Jordan when he when the second half kicked off he was well more on it and I it's one of those things where I wonder whether he's, I think Henderson struggled since December I think he's been overplayed but I don't I don't think he's had many good games in the eight. In the, in the second half of the season and if he wants to continue to play in that role for Liverpool then there's a lot of pressure now there's a lot of lads knocking on the door 
Harvey Elliott's there. Kate has been really useful in that position as well. You know, you imagine Ox will move on, but he'll be he'll he'll want to be involved in that way too. And it's can Jordan get back to being have that impact like he did in eighteen nineteen when he comes in there and he's, he's and as he was at the start of the season, breath of fresh air, full of energy, full of drive, full of endeavour. It passed him by a little too much, but when he grabs the game, he can make a positive impact on it. But Liverpool and we've got a video coming out this this um, weekend from the Geno Inside Show talking about Fabio Carvalho and whether he'll be the next sort of evolution of how Liverpool play. Liverpool are getting more and more technically gift, technically first gifted lads and there's going to be less conversations around engine and you know what I mean and the physicality of Liverpool's players this is a big game for Jordan Henderson to kind of slap everyone back who's got any doubts as to his level in Liverpool's yeah. side I'd be interested to see Manchester City I've got the same energy levels than they did last weekend you know I haven't come back from Atlético Madrid because that's one one thing you associate, associate with Jordan Henderson is that energy and that drive and I think to your point from your stat show one of the things that was that stuck out was the the duels, and we just lost. I think it was only John Matic that won all of it, and I think he won. And he had three. The rest of it, we got outdone by Fabinho City. Fabinho won yeah. like two yeah. or four. So they're like they're, they're pressing the energy that Manchester City had last weekend. Can they replicate that again this weekend? I don't know, given the changes that we've made and the fact that they've been away to Europe. So you're right, it is on Jordan Henson to kind of put his stamp on on the game, but he can only do that if he's got the support around him yeah and also Paul on your point in much the same way as um, Statman Dave that described what I've been trying to put my finger on a nice little buzzword for ages of Liverpool's high line is non-negotiable having an engine fucking non-negotiable at Liverpool Football Club yeah. nowadays you've got to have that base level and then everything else is just a bonus but now we're getting to the point where technically gifted is going to be non-negotiable soon yeah. as well it's that thing of look how we use players we very rarely take a player and push him further up the pitch we tend to take players from further up the pitch and bring them back in Genie Wijnaldum James Milner great examples wingers and we made them into like tenacious central midfielders instead whereas you look at City and look at I mean their, their midfield three had effectively, t- uh, you know, two uh, front three players in it. You know, two lads who can both play the false nine, who can play wide, and, and be just as good as anyone in world football in there. And they went up against our midfield, and uh, they looked like we looked a bit. I don't know what's the word. We looked more. Say <laughs> yard doggies. I know mad overstatement, but they looked like the new sleek thing, and we looked a little bit bolted together. Like <laughs> you we, know what it looked like when someone comes along with four two three one when it's brand new and someone's playing four four two in the same sort of regard in it. Like you know, it's what I mean? it's Battlestar Galactica when Battlestar Galactica is there and it's the old ship, and then they bring the new. I can't remember what the new ship's called halfway through the series. Two series and they bring in the new version. It's all gleaming and all like no no rough edges and no that kind of stuff. And that's what Liverpool one one and that's where football's going. And Jordan Henderson's magnificent, and this is no slight on him whatsoever. But he's he's you know he's performed a Herculean effort for Liverpool this, this season so far. I hope that we we've managed him to a point, and Salah's in a similar boat where I'd rather see him be at like eights and nines once a week than sixes and sevens two game two games a week. Hopefully, this is one for just empty the tank because it's a semi final. It, it, it is all or nothing, and we tend to come good in those kind of situations. Uh, and in all or not, all or not, and Pep tends to get really riled up about Mo Salah, right? Um, so, um, <laughs> um, yeah, not, not too much uh, to care about in terms of the other fixtures because we're playing in the, in the FA Cup. But what's going on in the Premier League this weekend? Tottenham, Brighton, United versus Norwich. Uh, Big Watford, game, that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is, isn't it? Harry Watford scarf derby, that one. Yeah, the Harry Potter scarf spot on. Southampton, Arsenal, uh, Newcastle versus Leicester and West Ham Burnley. But you, we just mentioned it though. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, fortunately, the FA Cup, Chelsea, Crystal Palace. Obviously, we've been keeping one eye on the other games in the Champions League this week to see what happens, seeing Chelsea go out to Real Madrid. They'll be spoiling, won't they, for a fight. They'll be wanting to prove themselves. But there is a thing where they've gone through a massive, tough, heartbreaking midweek. They've got a lot of shit still going on around that football club. They never. Crystal Palace have just beaten Chelsea. Well, this is they they never more. I don't think they've ever been more likely. When we saw the draw, we were like, well, there you go, it's Chelsea in the final. I'm not sure. This is as good a circumstances for Crystal Palace as what I'm driving at. If they're going to go and get something, they're going to knock Chelsea out. Then, yeah, this week's probably not a bad week to go and yeah to go and do. Chelsea it. been run ragged. You know, people own confidence probably. It's been knocked out of the Champions League. They, they, they don't want that. And like I said before, was it last week or the week before? Crystal Palace beat them. So, and the Crystal Palace got nothing to lose, have they? Mm-hmm. No one's expecting them to be there. Poor old Chelsea. Oh yeah, poor old <laughs> Chelsea. Yeah, oh the poor, poor, the poor, poor, oh, poor Chelsea. Are you kidding me? They're, they're only only got like. At least they can afford to get to Wembley. Yeah, well, it's only a two pride for there them, isn't go, it? Yeah. Like, they can get a, they can get a new. What a hard thing for Chelsea going around this season, actually, isn't there? Losing Carabao Cup finals and Champions League quarters when they played so well, they probably should have got you through honestly, with the greatest comeback in European history. The, apparently, the it never happened. I've so bought into Tuchel, definitely. And the thing is, they're about to go through a new... They're going into a new era where I think Chelsea will just be a bit more sensible in terms of, like, chopping and changing managers because they haven't got bottomless pits of funds to write these guys' contracts off anymore. But if all of a sudden they've, they've, they've finished third and they're more sucked into the fourth-place battle than they were for the second-place second battle, knocked out the Champions League, lost the League Cup final, if they don't win the FA Cup, then to go from European champions... I mean, it feels... You know, we've 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 gone from Premier League champions to fighting for for for, for uh, the top four. Like fighting for the title at the start of the season, weren't they? Because they bought a hundred million pound striker. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that happens. I think they'll. I think I think they'll do Palace because I've just got. Uh, the thing is, the most stressful I, thing ever will be Chelsea. Chelsea, final, yeah. Chelsea are a year or two away from reaching our levels. As, as Liverpool and City, I think, and I think everybody else is minimum five years away. I think Chelsea have got the nucleus of a very, yeah. very, very good side here. Um, so the more beaten they can be now, the better I think for Liverpool and City because they, they've got everything to, to be to be right at the top with us. And look, they win at the weekend, and they're only what eight points behind us anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, and and we all consider us on a completely different level to them. Yeah, you know. That they're doing well to just hold the coattails at the moment. Nobody else can. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, but hopefully, yeah, uh, hopefully Crystal Palace can just turn it on its head. Crystal Palace in FA Cup semi-finals. We've been there before. Hopefully, they can have a little bit of a spirit uh, channeling from that. Of course, it would be like you know how the way the, the draws are all working out for Liverpool. Obviously, we, Chelsea in the League Cup final was what was what it was. But wouldn't it be? And I can imagine this being a smash cut to us getting beaten by these teams in the final, by the way. But if there's somehow the lords of like fixtures and, and, and chance and all that want to put us against Crystal Palace and Real Madrid in 
FA Cup and Champions League finals, I would be f- made up with that. I mean, like when Man City played Watford in the FA Cup yeah, finals, exactly. just yeah, swatted them 5-0. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would be nice. It would be nice to have a final. I mean, to be fair, when Liverpool play teams in finals, Yeah, I was thinking 2001, mate. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was a horrible game. 2012, yeah, 2001 twice, Alaves in the UEFA Cup final. Yeah. But yeah, that, I'd rather have that. Than Chelsea. Than Chelsea ever again. Or City in the... Or City in a final. I think City slap... Madrid everywhere, you know? and I, I, I'm, I think they embarrass them, embarrass them. Really, they've. Got, I probably, I do think they'll beat them, but they have got. If Spurs, they can, they can do to City what Spurs did to them. I think because they've got better, better players. Maybe not. Maybe they haven't got someone as good as Son to go up alongside Benzema. But they obviously they seem to keep finding these bunch of random. Like they've got a ton of random Regents. Brazilians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regen, <laughs> regen Brazilians who, uh, who come in and do all right. Like so. this is pretty damn good. Like yeah, he gave yeah. us a ton of time as yeah, well. Didn't need to be fair to. Um, yeah, but like Rodrigo, no, no idea. No idea where he's come from. Comes in, scores. Great, apparently doesn't score, but he will. Yeah, fine. Anyway, um, score predictions for the weekend. FA Cup semi-final. Chris Pajak. One all in normal time. Liverpool win in extra time and not penalties. Two one. I could. Yeah. Okay. Ross. One 0 Liverpool. Okay. In normal or extra time? Normal. Could have got to penalties, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no! I won't. If it's if I've got to live it, I can't live it from now. So I'm not going to predict that. I'm going to say Liverpool are going to win three-one, and I think it will be close. But I think we will take the game away from them in the final 15 minutes, and it'll be a bit like what they were with Atletico, where they they've got everyone behind the ball trying to throw bodies on the line, but there's hopefully they've just haven't got the reserves to dip into. Best like, draft in the country as well, isn't it? This weekend's game is it? It's Oliver, I believe. Is it? I think oh, so. Like us to do the other way round, like we did when we played them in the Champions League and blow them away within the first half an hour. Therefore, the game plan just changed for Manchester. Sure, we can all, when we can all relax. That too. Why yeah. not? Michael Oliver, it's, referee. It's fucking... Is it Atkinson and Tierney again for the United game? Is that what I, what I saw? Yeah, sure. Uh, right, OK, let me know your score predictions, your 11 predictions, and anything else you want to discuss with us in the comments. If you are watching live on YouTube, you guys are awesome. Please do make sure to go and check out Redmen Plus, our Liverpool streaming service. Uh, if you are listening after the fact in podcast form, then leave us a five-star review. That all helps. And if you want more content, both visually, video content podcast content and we've got you covered on Redmen Plus all our extra shows all available in both video and podcast form and we've got tons of documentaries interviews features and of course the Ragamuffin session there as well so if you want if you like that album and you want to hear them performing it in the studio uh, you can have that and you can have that again in audio version so you can listen to it on the bus if you want to and not spam through your data oh, we, we've been we've been absolutely caning it this week like the girls already know all the words so all the songs like we've been absolutely smashing it and now I'm getting in and they're like can we listen to it can we listen to it? I'm like, of course we can listen to it. Yeah. Do you have to brilliant. change it to like, Louis Dallas sends us really loco? No. No, okay, sound. Yeah. You will have to eventually. You'll have to yeah. apologise to, uh, to the, to the grandparents of the school when yeah. they start dropping around the F-bombs. But yeah, anywho. Uh, right, that is awesome. Uh, hopefully the Reds will continue to be just that at Wembley this weekend. I will be there doing a Wembley reaction. 
outcome, win, lose, or stressful penalties. Um, so yeah, uh, and of course, as mentioned, Ross and Ed will be here doing the watch along, so do check that out as well. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, what we do in life echoes in eternity and all that good stuff, and we'll see you on the other side. You Trump. <laughs>